This is episode 182 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are Everyday Items You Can Adapt for Survival Purposes, The Necessary Conveniences for Preppers, and Conflicted, One Skill in the Apocalypse, What Would You Do? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey guys, uh, I was on uh, Twitter just before I decided to get on and start recording the podcast and saw that there is a, there's a shooting scenario in a Walmart in Colorado uh, and uh, saw a little bit of video of, of it. There was tons of uh, police cars and I think the SWAT uh, SWAT uh, vehicles and, and is, is in place um, and so I was watching a little bit also on Facebook I shared it out on the on the on the different Facebook pages and and on the group and um, so I uh, don't know any details I don't know how many people have been shot don't know what that looks like um, you know if it turns out to be a terrorist uh, thing right after yesterday that would be something uh, and being that it's Colorado would be right in the middle of the uh, of the country. And of course, I don't want to jump to conclusions and start throwing out terrorism and all that kind of stuff out there. But uh, you got to start thinking about, you know, stuff like that and, and wondering what the heck, you know, uh, that kind of stuff is just, you know, uh, just happening. And so uh, if you're in Colorado, I mean, you probably know what's going on. Uh, a lot of people probably at the time that I'm recording this. Uh, don't know that it's going on because they're watching the World Series, but I guess we'll have a little bit more information on what's going on uh, or what happened uh, tomorrow, maybe a little bit later on this evening. So uh, again, another reason we talked about that yesterday with the uh, with the, the terrorist attack in Manhattan, um, where we talked about being situationally aware, and that's very important uh, too. You know, uh, they were interviewing a, a young guy. Who had uh, who had a, a wife and uh, a, his his wife and his kid were with him at Walmart and I guess they were doing their shopping or whatever and uh, you know they they heard some sounds and uh, I think he was kind of alluding to the fact is like hey what you know what what is that it doesn't that sounds like you know a loud pop or whatever and then he saw people running and so you know sometimes that uh, normalcy bias will kick in and say okay that is maybe some things falling from a shelf, maybe somebody let off a firecracker inside a Walmart, um, but you know, uh, it wasn't until he saw people running that finally kicked into gear, and he had his family with him, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna, I gotta get my family out of here, I gotta get my family into safety, and good thing you just don't freeze in, in a situation like that, you gotta get going, you gotta get moving and get out of there, and so uh, he did, so uh, you know, that's, you, you need to be situationally aware, and uh, you know, don't fall into normalcy bias. Hey, uh, received um, uh, a comment on episode 180, and actually I forgot to read it yesterday, so I apologize for that, uh, Ray, because Ray left it. And uh, he was uh, commenting on episode 180, uh, which was prepping for seniors and a way to prep for, uh, for collapse. And he says, Todd, I really appreciate the opening of the podcast today. Uh, it would crush me to lose the Facebook group. When I get on Facebook, it is the site that I it is the site that I really look forward to reading. The article struck home because my father-in-law is 89, and I have been wondering how to incorporate him into our preparedness plans. After I listened to Daisy's article, I turned off the lights in the house. Sorry for the long comment, but you really got me going today. 
And so uh, one of those where, you know, it, it really hits home. And, you know, we listen to these podcasts and these articles and just the commentary. And it, it, it is, it's going to affect different people different ways because we're all in different situations. But try to try to link it all together. Uh, but, you know, Ray is dealing with uh, with an older, older father-in-law. And uh, I think a lot of us are going to be in that situation as well. Uh, things to think about. So uh, thanks, Ray, for the comment, and uh, I'm glad it's getting you thinking a little bit and, uh, you know, uh, trying to decide what's going on. Hey, I saw the Survival Mom uh, post in on Facebook, uh, Lisa Bedford, that she was thinking about starting a Facebook group for uh, preparedness, I guess, that's that's focused on uh, disabilities and, and, and things like that. So uh, if you are a prepper who is in that situation, that might be something to... Uh, to, to look out for um, if you you're not following her on Facebook you can do that and uh, go check her out and then uh, I think she said she's going to announce it pretty soon uh, and and you know people who are who are prepping with disabilities and and maybe who are seniors and stuff like that um, you know people can share out and if you are in, if you don't find any value in hers if you are older and you are you know uh, may, maybe that that situation has come up Hey, come over to the Facebook group, uh, to our fa Facebook group as well. And uh, you might want to drop that in there, uh, you know, some questions in there. Uh, we, we, I'd really try to monitor that, uh, you know, the people who drop questions in or who ask questions, that it is a community where people can feel free to ask questions. And that's a, that's a big, big deal for me. Uh, I don't like, uh, you know, the, the you know, people making fun of other people and and people believing, hey, you've been prepping for for you know three weeks, oh man, you should be an expert by now, and uh, uh, just that gets on my nerves when I see that in forums and things like that. So uh, if you are new to prepping or you have questions about preparedness, uh, feel free to come over to the Facebook group. You can get the link to that on uh, the site uh, on the on the menu uh, in the, or the menu bar over at theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the articles. The first one comes to us from PrepperBits.com. Again, that's PrepperBits.com. And uh, the title is Everyday Items You Can Adapt for Survival Purposes. It's not a very long, not a very long article, but there's a lot of items here. And uh, I'm hoping to, in, in reading this, that you're, you'll get thinking about how um, there's items out there that you don't even realize that you can use them. Sometimes we are in, in our society and in, in the way that we consume, our consumer society, it's like we have things that are like one-time use and that's it, but we have just one purpose for it. And really there are things out there. You just It, it really goes back to the critical thinking and problem solving and uh, being able to be flexible and open-minded when it comes to an emergency situation where you can start to um, to be resourceful and use use different items in different ways uh, for your survival. So let's go ahead and start reading this one. Many everyday items that you already have around your home or carry about your person could be adapted and used as everyday survival items. Some of the items in the list below are often intentionally carried by preppers in their survival kits, such as condoms and tampons. List of everyday survival items. If you have no other alternative, the following everyday survival items have a number of uses in a survival situation. While it's not an exhaustive list, here are some of the more common items you could use in their everyday survival uses. Condoms. A condom can come in very useful in a survival situation. Here are some things it could be used for. As a water container, condoms can hold as much as 2 liters of water if carefully handled. 
fire starting, use a condom as a fire accelerant by lighting it with a flame. It can also be used to keep your spare tinder dry. Wound dressing, by cutting the end of the condom, you can roll the condom up your arm, creating a waterproof wound dressing that will stay clean and dry. As a surgical glove, to keep your hands clean. To carry items, a condom is stretchy so you can use it to store and carry food or other items with the added benefit of keeping them waterproof. Plastic drink bottle. Don't throw your water drink bottles away. You can use them to sterilize the water you collect. You can do this by using a method called solar water disinfection or SOTUS. If you put some contaminated water in a transparent plastic bottle and leave it in the sunshine for a day or two in the UV rays will keep will help kill the bacteria. Keeping an empty water bottle on hand also allows you to refill it as soon as you find a fresh supply of water. Hey, just, uh, just a little tip here. If you are carrying around an empty water bottle, you might want to crush it, uh, you know, like long ways and then put the top on it. And that way it'll kind of maybe save space if you need to save space. And then if you ever need to uh, fill it up with water again, you can blow it up. It might, uh, you know, it'll wear down the integrity of the plastic. But if you're in a situation where uh, you might need to save a couple of bottles, you can do it uh, that way. Tights or pantyhose. Tights and pantyhose can help you do the following in, in an emergency. Filter debris from water by stretching it over a container and pour the water into a separate container. Use as mosquito netting, as an emergency fan belt for your car, as a mask, use as a temporary face mask to protect you from dust or ash in the air, and first aid, you can use, use as a sling, tourniquet, or hold a splint in place. Socks. Apart from keeping your feet warm, your socks have a number of uses in a survival situation. As a pre-filter to remove large particles from water, self-defense, put some rocks or stones in the socks and tie it off, then use it as your own, at your own risk. Carrying items, used to carry food items or water by using the socks as added support for a water-filled condom. Lipstick or lip balm. Lipstick contains petroleum, which is flammable, so you can use lipstick or lip balm as an accelerant to help you light a fire. House keys. Keys can have a number of uses in a survival scenario. As a saw, help you cut through the material to cut yourself free from clothing. It may take a while, but keys could also be used as a saw on things like rope or small branches. Self-defense. Ideally, when attached to a keychain, hold Hold the key between your fingers to use a weapon to inflict enough damage to buy you time to get away and use as a pry bar. Tampons. Tear apart a tampon to use as tinder. Pull the cotton stuffing out and use it as a tinder to start a fire. Tampons also have first aid uses as an emergency bandage or to stop bleeding. Vodka. In an emergency with nothing else at hand, vodka has a number of survival uses. Vodka could be used to treat wounds and prevent infection. It's useful for treating blisters and bug bites. It also has cleaning and sterilizing uses. Superglue. Without a medical kit at your disposal, if you have no other option, superglue could be used to close wounds. Superglue was used during the Vietnam War in field surgery with good effect. However, it was not approved by the United States Food and Drug Administration due to its unknown toxicity. It is also known to cause further tissue damage and is an irritant to the eyes, nose, throat, and lungs. So only use it to close wounds if you have no other first aid options available to you. A pocket mirror. 
If you have a pocket mirror similar to the one pictured above, you can use a mirror to signal for help to rescuers. You could also break the mirror to create sharp edges and make a crude knife. Earphones. You can tie earphones together to use as a makeshift rope or for simply to secure items together. You could make a sling or use the components to make a compass. With a bit of time and effort, you could even sharpen the jack plug to fashion a weapon of sorts. Using for fishing is another idea that springs to mind. Smartphone. There are many smartphone apps available that can help you in a survival situation. For example, a compass app to get you heading in the right direction, even if the SHTF GPS satellites would take about two months until they shifted out of position and no longer worked. A plastic bag. You can use a plastic bag to keep the rain off of you or to protect items you don't want water getting into. You can also use it to sit on the ground if, if it's wet and you need to rest. Another use for plastic bags is to keep your footwear dry if you have to make your way through water that would otherwise soak your feet. You can also use them to tie, you, you roll them up and use them to tie things off and, and uh, all those kinds of things. Glasses. Using long-sided long-sided glasses lenses, you can focus the sun rays to start a fire. In a similar way to using a magnifying glass to start a fire, you can use the lenses to direct the sun's rays onto your tinder and create an ember for starting a fire. You may need to use a drop of water on the inside of the lens to allow light to bend further. Although these household items are designed for specific purposes, if you have nothing else at hand, everyday household items can prove very useful in a survival situation. By keeping an open mind and thinking quickly, you can use various everyday survival items to help you survive. All right, so uh, like I said, short little article here, but uh, some good ideas. Uh, maybe you haven't uh, heard them. You know, some of the, you that are, have been in the preparedness community for a while, you, you're familiar with some of these. Hopefully you heard one or two new ones. But uh, those of you who are new to preparedness, uh, you've probably heard a whole bunch of new stuff uh, out there. And uh, so that's uh, that's good. But if you have any new, you know, other tips out there, things that you that you think about, uh, you know, drop me a line in episode 182, and I'll share those out. Uh, even if there's something that maybe you you think some other people haven't really thought about. And the the idea is that you uh, you know you're thinking, like I said, you're thinking, you have an open mind, uh, you're problem solving, and using your critical thinking skills. You know, one of the things that you'll always hear preppers talk about when they talk about uh, you know their kits and things like that is you want multi you want items that you can use for multi use uh, purposes right so uh, whatever it might be you want to be able to use these things for multiple reasons and so that helps to cut down on things that you need to put in your kit so again over at prepperbits.com uh, not a lot of links here in this one but it might be there are yeah there are some links here and um uh, you, you know, you definitely might want to go visit visit it again to go over some of these items. All right, so let's go ahead and go on to the next one. The next one comes to us from survivalistprepper.net. And uh, survivalistprepper.net is uh, run by Dell and Lisa, and they do a podcast. And, you know, you might be saying, Todd, you're a podcast. Why are you talking about other podcasters? Uh, isn't it like you're... Uh, you know, wouldn't that be your competition? And I don't look at it that way. I look at it as... Um, as uh, they have helpful information for the preparedness community, and you want to get that out there because my goal is to help uh, help other people in the preparedness community. And if I can uh, link, uh, you know, people who have resources out there 
uh, link them to you, um, you know, that'll be great. So I know that there's people probably who listen to uh, the Survivalist Prepper podcast and uh, you know, they, they listen to Dell and Lisa and they also listen to this website or this podcast as well. And uh, there's a lot of other great podcasts out there too, and I've mentioned them before. So uh, you know, there's a, there's enough 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 of us to go around. And those of you that are actually listening to podcasts, uh, I mean, you're listening to this right now. Uh, more than likely, there's not enough podcasts for you because you know, if you're into preparedness and you're trying to to learn about preparedness, um, you know, not everybody publishes every single day. So uh, you know, there's a lot of good stuff out there, but. Dell and Lisa, uh, at, on their podcast, what they do is they put out their, their show notes are pretty extensive. And so they actually wind up being like an article. And so uh, they talked recently about, uh, or they recently had a podcast about the necessary conveniences for preppers. And um, so they put together this, uh, this article for or off of that podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and read this one. And of course, I'm going to link to it. And uh, if you've never checked out survivalistprepper.net in uh, the podcast, you want to go check that one out and uh, check out what Dell and Lisa have to say. So let's go ahead and read this one. Again, the necessary conveniences for preppers. With preparedness, we are constantly thinking about things that will help us survive or help us get through a terrible situation. It's also important to remember that maintaining our sanity in these situations is just as important. While a percolator will not save your life, it will give you a sense of normalcy and possibly save your family from the wrath of you. Haha. Ha. Having some of the supplies listed below will also help, help keep everyone occupied and in turn keeping you sane. As preppers, we are blessed with the foresight to prepare for unfor- unforeseen events. This shouldn't stop with the important prepping supplies. The goal in any disaster scenario is to not only survive but thrive. Some of the items listed below are pure convenience items and some will make your life much easier. Just because it's the end of the world as we know it doesn't mean it has to be the end of the world altogether. Manual supplies. Almost every SHTF scenario we can think of as preppers involves some sort of power outage. When this happens, we need our manual backups in place. In the show, we talked about a few of the following. A manual can opener, a coffee maker, a percolator, manual dough mixer, cast iron for cooking outside. Take a look at anything electric in your home that you use on a regular basis and try to figure out alternatives. Also pay attention to the task you do like making bread or making coffee and think about how you would do it without electricity. I think that's a great exercise uh, that Dell is talking about. Here is uh, you know looking at the things that you use on a regular basis, and one of those I know would be for us would be a coffee maker. Um, I actually have uh, you know, and I've talked a little bit about that during Hurricane Harvey. I took pictures. I, I mean, I use mine outside on my grill. I have a little uh, a little burner on the side of my grill, and I used it there. But we also have one up in the country, and uh, we you know the first couple of times we went out there, uh, we we use it. Uh, Dad now when he goes out there he takes uh, takes a thermos and he just warms up the coffee. Uh, actually, kind of stays. He's got one of those nice thermoses that kind of stays hot uh, for, at least for the next day. Um, but uh, we have one up there as well, and uh, they work really really well. They do a good job. And uh, I would if you have a gas grill 
and you are a coffee drinker or you have a camp grill and you are a coffee drinker I would have a percolating uh, coffee maker I would just that's I mean they're not very expensive at all I think a really nice one uh, you can get a really nice one for 19 bucks I think you can get a, a cheaper one for 14 bucks but I think it's the one that you need to get. Hey, so I've been really kind of thinking about coffee. I know, so I'm going off on a tangent right now. I'm going. Uh, I've been thinking about coffee. Uh, one of the things, like Mark Goodwin's on, I think it was uh, American Exit Strategy, uh, one of his books, uh, first books that he uh, he put out there. Um, as they saw that the collapse was happening, the economic collapse was happening. Uh, they decided to buy a whole bunch of coffee. Like somebody bought like a whole uh, pallet of coffee. And so definitely, you know, if you have that opportunity, that would be something to to, to purchase. But if you don't have uh, that much coffee, let's say, you know, you should keep, uh, maybe you have a little bit of food storage, you should keep a couple of cans of coffee around, maybe some green uh, some green coffee uh, where you would have to roast it. We've talked about that recently, all that good stuff. Um, but if you get into a situation where you you know that you're not going to have coffee because coffee is imported and it you know uh, there might be some people out there that are able to grow a coffee like uh, you know uh, they're able to, to to grow a plant where they can get coffee beans uh, but it you know it would be very very rare you would probably have to have it in a very controlled climate. So you know that coffee, if, if coffee is never coming, you know, or uh, stores are never coming uh, back, you know, opening up again and, and coffee is never coming back into the situation, then uh, you need to start weaning yourself off of coffee and uh, need to start doing that slowly. So maybe you start out by, okay, you make a, a pot of coffee and then you keep the grounds and maybe you cut half of uh, the grounds uh, out and then you, you, uh, you use uh, half uh, half you know new grounds and then you keep doing that until you start weaning yourself off of the caffeine and slowly but surely you're putting less and less caffeine inside of your body so that you can uh, when you have to go cold turkey by the time you're doing that you're really getting you know like nothing you know no caffeine and that way you won't have the effects of that Anyway, I kind of was thinking about that. I don't know if uh, if anybody's ever done that before, but uh, you know, there's still some use of coffee grounds there a little bit, I would think. But uh, you know, that might be something you just kind of got to make it weaker and weaker, uh, you know, as as you go on, so that you can start weaning yourself off of uh, caffeine. All right, continuing on because I'm chasing uh, rabbits there. Uh, more than just water. While water is vital to our survival, having something other than water to drink is important as well. Keeping the family happy will help you maintain your sanity, and having something other than water can only help your cause. So uh, he's got a couple of links here. Mayo-flavored water, powdered milk, Kool-Aid, uh, which requires a lot of sugar, and soda and beer. And I, you know what? I've got to second his... Uh, Second, his uh, his thinking here. I drink a lot of water at work, so we have filtered water, and I have um, you know like a Yeti. Everybody has a Yeti, and uh, so I use it to, to keep the ice and and uh, my my water cool. And I drink it. I I fill up my big Yeti probably four or five times a day. I'm drinking that much water. And uh, part of it is, is that we've got that cool ice, you know, the cool ice machine uh, and, uh, you know, water. And, uh, you know, I'm at a desk. And so sometimes it's I, I'm getting up and moving around. And so I need to do that. But anyway, so I drink a lot of water. 
And sometimes I come home and it's like I don't want any more water, you know. I, I drink water all day long and I want something a little bit different. And so I totally understand what he's saying here. You know, having something uh, different is, is very useful. You might want to get some of those individual packets that you would put like in a bottle of water. Uh, you might want to stock up on some of that. That might be something you uh, you might uh, have, to, you know, and you can buy in bulk, although that's kind of expensive. Um, but, you know, there's all kinds of different ways, things you can do. If you, uh, maybe if you have some essential oils that are, um, you know, that are, they're the, the good, the pharmaceutical grade essential oil, you could put one or two drops in and, uh, you know, give you, give yourself like a, a lemon drink, uh, to kind of help, uh, help there. Uh, if you have fruit trees, you can use those. I mean, I'm talking about if later on down the road, after you've uh, used up all the stuff that you have, uh, you know, tang and, and, and all the other stuff that's out there that you could possibly use. But, uh, I, you know, that might be something that you want to think about, uh, having something uh, other than water to, to, to drink. Because uh, after a while, it does get kind of old. All right, so continuing on, uh, our vices. As the saying goes, we all have our vices, even if some of these aren't all that healthy. They will give us a little normalcy in a tough situation. This could mean a beer at the end of a long day, a cigarette when you're stressed, or a cup of coffee in the morning. Here are some of the vices we talked about in the show, and I'm sure there are many more. Cigarettes, coffee, soda, booze, and beer, and chocolate. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, I don't know if, if uh, cigarettes, if you are a smoker, I would try to start getting off of that right away. Uh, it, not only, it, it's just so darn expensive. I mean, it's not, it's not even funny. Um, I was watching a thing, a video. Uh, they had, uh, I guess, like a plastic, um, a plastic uh, uh, jar, and they had cotton in there, and then they had cigarettes. And they put like uh, 20 packs of cigarettes through there. And it was so nasty. After they, they did the 20 packs of cigarettes, I and mean, you might have seen this on Facebook, um, they opened up the, the cotton and so you could see all the, the nastiness. Uh, and the cotton, it was like it was wet so that you could, you know, you could spread it. And then the, the hoses that were actually moving, uh, like breathing, breathing in and out and breathing in the, the cigarette smoke. They cut those open and just the, the tar and, oh man, it was so gross. And uh, if you've never seen anything like that, we used to have the D.A.R.E. program at my elementary campus. And uh, she would come and would, um, would show us lungs, uh, you know, and, and different lungs and, and what they look like that were uh, smoke, smoker lungs and, and clean lungs. And uh, she, had, uh, she would do this... Um, uh, oh man, it was just the kids after they would watch that would be grossed out. The only thing is, is that they're in, they were in fifth grade when they would see that, and so then they wind up going to middle school and high school, and some of them would forget it and and start smoking because it was cool. And uh, but it's just it's so nasty. So if you can get off of it, try to get off of it for your health, but also just for the financial aspect of it. All right, I promise I'm not going to comment on every little thing here. I know that I'm just kind of uh, spending a lot of time on these. The next one is entertainment. Depending on the situation, there could be a lot of downtime. While there will be some important stuff to get done, we all need to unwind every once in a while. For those of you that have children, you know exactly how important this is. So things to have with musical instruments, board games. Uh, I mentioned Axis and Allies in the show. Love that game. Played that before. Uh, books. 
uh, fiction and then skills, photo albums, crafting supplies. Breakfast foods. Having breakfast is not only good for starting the day off right, some are almost like dessert. While some people don't like oatmeal or eggs, just about everyone loves pancakes and syrup. This is probably a little obvious, but here are some breakfast ideas. Box cereal with powdered milk, pancakes and syrup, oatmeal, eggs, fresh or powdered, potatoes, diced or hash brown, toast or just bread, and powdered butter. Hey, let me, uh, let me comment here just a minute uh, on this. Pancakes and syrup. I think that if you were thinking that there was going to be a poop hit the fan scenario happen and you were running to the store to pick up supplies, pancakes and syrup is one of those things that I would, I would purchase. I would, uh, you could get those, the, the mix that all you do is add water. And I think that that would, I would load up on those and syrup because that's easy to make. And uh, it's very filling and it tastes good and people would, would enjoy it. So I think that would be something if you're looking for uh, some food items to stock up on. Uh, just you need to make sure that you're trading out. So <laughs> trading out the pancake mix. Now I got to tell you a funny story. I had some here uh, at the house that uh, was probably about uh, had expired. Uh, I think it was about two years old. And uh, went ahead and made it. Went ahead and made it. I wanted to see what would happen, and I wanted to see if the family said anything about it. And so uh, cooked it up, and everyone ate it. No one had no one had any problems while they were eating it. Um, there was a couple. Of, there was a couple of mentions of it being a little gritty, maybe a little bit grittier than than normal. But uh, everyone ate it. No one had any issues. And then later, later on down the road, uh, I guess uh, that day or I, I, I don't know, maybe I did open it, open up my mouth or whatever. Uh, someone saw, I think my son, uh, he saw the package in the trash can that it was expired. And of course, everybody was like, oh, no, what are you doing? What do you <laughs> and it was it was funny. But the thing is, is that everybody ate it. You know, we didn't die and, uh, you know, it, it was all right. Now, of course, after you find out, uh, after the kids found out it was like two years old, a pancake mix, they were like, oh, that's why my stomach is hurting. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But, uh, you know, so so that's a, a funny story to tell. So now, so now when I make pancakes, that's the first thing everybody does is they'll go look at the box and they're like, man, are those expired? Because I mean, they wouldn't eat it now. But uh, because they know that um, I'll push the limits there a little bit. But uh, like I said, everyone ate it. No one really had any problems while we were eating it. It was only after the fact that anyone said anything. But uh, so I would I would look at pancakes and syrup, uh, man, forever. The family, uh, you know, when I make pancakes, that's the funny, the funny thing that comes to mind. All right. So cooking options, having food and cooking food in the SHTF scenario are two different things. Without electricity, baking anything is going to be a challenge. The good news is there are a number of options depending on what you want to cook. So a sun oven, and um, Dell has a link that where you can get $70, $70 off the sun oven. Uh, I know that we had the webinar not too long ago, and um, you know there was a deal there, but uh, Dell has it as well. Um, a Dutch oven for cooking, backyard grills, cast iron, a solo stove, and a Coleman uh, camp stove. Hygiene. 
While some hygiene items are a necessity, some will help give us a sense of normalcy. Sometimes I disagree with Lisa about makeup and hair care stuff, but if that makes her happy, it means I stay happy. Having deodorant may not save your life, but it might save your marriage. On second thought, it might save your life, LOL. So toothpaste and brushes, makeup, deodorant, hair care products, other than shampoo. Hey, the, the deodorant, the deodorant that I use is not the, um, gosh, it's the Thai Crystal. I actually did an article about that. Uh, I think I called it, Don't Smell Like a Beast. With the SHTF, uh, but anyway, you know some of the deodorant that you can buy out there um, has product, products in there that you know are harmful. And if you think about it, right? Uh, if you think about uh, things that are antiperspirant, your body's natural function is to perspire. And if you're putting chemicals on you that causes you not to for your natural body functions to not work properly, that's probably not a good thing. So again, what I do is uh, I use those, those it's called the Thai crystals, and uh, it's just big crystal, you just wet it, and then you just you just rub it on, and uh, it's very smooth. I remember back in the day that they would sell them, and they were like rocks, and you would have to smooth them out by using them, and uh, th that sucked big time, but uh, this one is really nice. It lasts all year long, and um, uh, you know, I bought a couple of them and have them, you know, just kind of put up. But, uh, you know, that's something to use. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not an antiperspirant, but it is a deodorant. Uh, and uh, so, but I, I'm going to go ahead and link to the article that I wrote in the, sh in the show notes. And you can go check that out if you're interested in that. Um, I, I think it's a good deal. Um, it's very cost effective and, and it works. All right, tools. I love my power tools because they make everything so much easier, but I still have the old school backups for them. Cordless drills and table saws are great, but you need options for grid down scenarios. A lot of tools rarely get used, but you'll be glad you have them when you need them. So yard tools, saws, wood, and hacksaws, screwdrivers, socket sets, manual drill, and hammer and nails. For bartering. When it comes to bartering, there are two schools of thought. Not a chance, and it could help my situation. I personally think we need to have our situation covered before we start storing supplies for bartering, but there are some low-cost items we could store a few extra of for bartering. Here are a few that come to mind. Lighters, P38 can openers, expired cans of food, Lisa does this, batteries and candles. I guess I can have the, the expired pancake mix. Uh, yeah, I can put that up for bartering. <laughs> uh, more necess necessary conveniences. Um, in the past, Lisa and I talked about some other prepping supplies that won't save your life and prepping priorities. If you have any ideas I didn't mention here, let us know in the comments below. So uh, there's a couple of uh, comments here that you can uh, you can check out. Uh, here's one from Puerto Rico, actually, I, and this is fairly new because uh, you know, I guess I just, I guess I just didn't see it. It's from October 30th. It says I, I live in Puerto Rico and. What we are living after the Hurricane Maria is a challenging situation. Believe when I tell you all the information of this article is truth. You will need things you never needed before and you will crave things you usually don't eat. And you will have a hard time to find what you need. Alright, so there you go from someone who's actually living in the SHTF scenario right there. So uh, go check that out over at survivalistprepper.net. There's a lot of links that you'll want to go check out and uh, you know, good stuff over there. All right, so every Thursday, um, or for the Thursday podcast, I, I do a conflicted scenario. And uh, conflicted is a card game 
that you can purchase, and I have links to that in the show notes as well. But you can purchase the, the card game, and it, you can go through scenarios. So uh, think about it. If you're ever sitting around the fire and uh, you know you want something to kind of just uh, stir up conversation, uh, you can go ahead and, and you can bring out your cards, your conflicted cards, and start asking this, you know questions and kind of see what people would say and how people would react to different scenarios. I know uh, I remember when they first came out, um, Southern Prepper One, who uh, you know he's a, a big name in the preparedness community. Uh, he talked about using those in his uh, uh, preparedness group uh, to be able to gauge where people were and how people would actually, uh, how, they, how they believed and how they operated. So sometimes people come together, you don't always know how they, they're, how they really truly think. But uh, you start talking about some SHTF scenarios and then uh, they start talking about how they would respond and you might figure out that you don't want that person in your preparedness group. So that might be uh, you know, a way to use it as well. Uh, Christmas is coming up, so that might be like a stocking stuffer or an unusual gift. Uh, if you're looking for something unusual, that might be something you might want to uh, consider. So this one today is not actually a scenario. It's actually kind of a, something to just to get you thinking. And uh, so you can come over to, you can you know, process this in your, in your, as you're driving or as you're walk, you know, running or uh, as you're walking around the house doing your, your work, how, however you're listening to this podcast. Uh, and so you can just kind of, you know, when you have some time to reflect, you can kind of think about it a little bit later on. Or uh, you can come over to edthatmatters.com. I'm going to link to the actual article in the show notes. And you can leave what you would do in the comments section there uh, below. And uh, so I always read this uh, on the podcast and then I go ahead and, and post the article. And then I, I wait about a day or two and then I post it on Prepper website. So if you get to it here you know, the next day or two, you'll be one of the first to make the comment. So here's the scenario. What is the one skill you wish you had in case the world went into a post apocalyptic mode tomorrow and why so what is the one skill you wish you had in case the world went into a post-apocalyptic mode tomorrow and why so maybe this is a skill that you don't have this is a skill that you think that you would uh, like to have in a post-apocalyptic world uh, maybe you're thinking in the future I would get that skill or I would work towards that skill but what is that? What would it be if you could have one skill? Uh, you know, the apocalypse is going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> the apocalypse is going to happen tomorrow. There's a, you want there, that one skill that you wish you had. What would it be and why? And so, uh, you know, feel free to come over to Ed That Matters and drop that in the comment section uh, of what that one skill might be. I think there's always a very helpful it's always very helpful to see what other people would would write and the reasonings behind it. Uh, you know, one of the things on the Facebook group that I kind of posted today is like, besides a firearm and a knife, um, what kinds of things would you use for self-defense? And uh, I was kind of thinking about the thing that the terrorist act that happened in Manhattan kind of put that out there to see what people were saying. And it's always, you know, helpful to read what other people, it gives you ideas what other people are putting down and what they're saying. So, uh, you know, it's uh, good to go check that out. Uh, you're welcome to come join the Facebook group if you'd like. You can find the link over at uh, theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And uh, go over there and just request to join. If you are new to Facebook and uh, it looks like there's you're not your Facebook well, if it looks like whatever I can see 
is not any, anywhere near preparedness minded or patriot or anything along those lines, then send me an email because I won't I won't approve you unless I see something you know along those lines uh, that you're interested in that. And so I, I've mentioned that before here recently. Uh, you know I don't want to turn people away that are truly interested in there, but I am trying to not get people in there that are just going to spam and uh, I've, I've blocked people uh, from doing that because I just want to protect that group. I think it's an important group. So you can come to it from the Prepper website podcast.com or uh, I have a direct link. I purchased the domain a more a more self-relientlife.com and if you type that in it'll go straight to that Facebook group and you can request to join. Hey, if you get a chance, come over to episode 182 at theprepperwebsitepodcast.com and leave me a comment on what you thought about uh, the articles or if you have any feedback. Or you can always hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I always love to hear uh, from listeners out there. Uh, it's really just it's, it's, it's a blessing to know that uh, the podcast uh, means something out there and you're getting some value from it. All right, guys. So with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.